Welcome to Ikoyi Baptist Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast services. Listen and be blessed. By this time last week, the Lord through his servant was raising a very, very critical issue with us that has to do with the time in which we are. I hope you still recollect that when the Lord through his servant Elisha was confronting Gehazi with the issue of what he went to pursue. The question that was raised that, is it the time? Meaning that there are certain pursuits, certain adventures that one can make but at the wrong time. And so we saw from what happened last week that Geazi, whom the Lord has chosen, whom the Lord had appointed to inherit nothing that is less than, less than the double portion of Elisha's spirit will have, will have amounted to quadruple portion of Elisha's spirit. But because of what he chose to pursue, he got what he pursued. And just like the man of God said last week that maybe if he had known that what he was pursuing was actually leprosy, he would have retreated. So today, the Lord wants to push us a little further about the issue of pursuit. And that is why what we'll be looking at today is the futility of godless pursuit in life. The futility of godless pursuit in life. And you know, one thing about life is there is no path that a person may be taking today that certain person might have not gone ahead. And by virtue of their experience or experiences, they are in better position to guide and to guard us so that we will not make the same mistakes, the same, the same errors they committed. And I like requiring. He says something in his book, Purpose Driven Church. He said, life is too short to learn everything by personal experience. You can glean from others that which they learn the hard way. And exactly, that exactly is what we want to do today. I believe we all know Solomon, King Solomon. He was a wonderful man of God. He was a man that God graciously endowed with wisdom and with riches. You recollect that when he was praying to God, God was moved. God was impressed by his request. And God said, even, that, even those things that you have not asked for, will give to you. Will make you so rich that nobody that has ever lived before you or will ever live after you will equal to you, both in riches and in wisdom. And so this man, 
can be regarded to be the greatest man, the greatest rich man, the greatest wise man that has ever lived and that we ever live except our Lord Jesus Christ, who himself is the wisdom of God. And so, at the tail end of the life of King Solomon, he penned down this lesson that we are learning today. And you know, when somebody is speaking to you from a wealth of experience, you better listen. So that some of the mistakes, some of the errors, the blunders that he committed, maybe that elongated his journey, you can quickly learn from it and your own journey will be smooth. So, this morning from this passage of the scripture that we read, there are three serious pursuits that every human being or most human being are pursuing in life like Solomon. And Solomon made us to understand that the end of all those pursuits is what? Chasing after the wind. Maybe as you ask, what is the speed? Maybe the minimum or the maximum speed of the wind. And how easy is it for a man to catch up with the speed of the wind? Even when the wind is moving at the minimum speed. So Solomon said that every pursuit that a man pursues in life that has no God in it, that is not after Jesus, that is not after righteousness, he says, it is meaningless. It is a chasing after the wind. He actually started from chapter 1, and that is where we are going to start. The first pursuit that we are going to consider is the pursuit of wisdom. We see down from chapter 1, from verses 12 to 18, and also from chapter 2, verses 12 to 16. The pursuit of wisdom. When you look at verse 13, he said, I applied my mind to study and to explore by wisdom all that is done under the heavens. He had so much time to conduct research. He had so much time to read. Every material that he sees, he wants to grab and he wants to explore what is in it. And you can see that later on from the second puzzle that we'll be looking at, you can see that he became almost, I mean, he became expert in almost every field of knowledge because of his quest for wisdom. Then look at verse 17. He said, then I applied myself to the understanding of wisdom and also of madness and folly. Can you imagine that? He wants to know everything. He wants to know the reason behind every madness. He wants to understand what madness is. Not only wisdom, even madness. 
He said, but I, but I learned that this, this too is a chasing after the wind. For with much wisdom comes much sorrow. The more knowledge, the more grief. Are you hearing the counsel from another? Are you hearing the counsel from a man that God himself adjudged to be the wisest man on earth? The wisest man on earth is saying that you cannot know everything about something. The man is saying that with much knowledge, much wisdom, comes more grief and sorrow. And when you see what he said again in chapter 12, verse 12, about this pursuit of wisdom, he says, of making many books, there is no end, and much study wearies the body. Of making many books, there is no end. No end to knowledge. No end to wisdom. The moment you begin to see that your, the, the pursuit of the wisdom that you are making is causing you sorrow, then you need to apply caution. I remember when we were in the seminary, one day we were given this difficult assignment and I was researching and researching, searching books, searching books, and the more I studied, the more confused I became. And at a point, and I look at the back cover and in the inner cover of the book, of one of the books that I was consulting. Then I saw the, you know, the, in the library, the catalog and everything. Then I saw that uh, this same book that I was consulting, somebody had signed out for that book too. 1968. So somebody also consulted this book, 1968, in this same seminary. Uh -uh. That day I just packed my said, let me go back to the hostel. There is no hand to study. And lo and behold, while I was there, just reflecting on the goodness and the faithfulness of God and on the word of God, God just gave the counsel and I had the breakthrough regarding the research I'm doing, I was doing. Beloved of God, wisdom is good. Knowledge is power. But any wisdom that is not of Jesus is not worth pursuing. Any knowledge that is not of God it's not worth pursuing. It will land you in sorrow. It will land you in grief. No wonder Apostle Paul will say, and you know Apostle Paul was also coming from this background. He was a learned fellow. He was an accomplished scholar. And he said, all of those things I have counted as what? As refuse for the excellence of the knowledge of Jesus Christ, my Savior. And he said, one thing that I do now is that, that I may know him. That is the only knowledge that you cannot have enough of it. That is the only knowledge that will not land you in sorrow. That is the only knowledge that will bring you peace 
and joy in this world. He said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. For the space of time, let's go to second pursuit. The pursuit of pleasure. And you can see that this is very, very obvious, even in the church today. That what we pursue is what is that will give us pleasure, that will give us comfort. When you see the people in the automobile industry rolling out new vehicles every year, you will notice that there is nothing so fantastic, only that they just want to make us to be very, very comfortable that even right inside the car, you can do everything you want to do. And that's what we are actually buying. So that everything you need, you have there. So this man said, I did that too. Said, what they are doing now? Perhaps I started it. He said, and what does pleasure accomplish? Then first three, I tried cheering myself with wine and embracing fully my mind still guiding me with wisdom. I wanted to see what was good for people to do under the heavens during the few days of their lives. Thank God that he knew that man has but for has but what few days in life. He said, after seeing that there is no lasting pleasure from wine, whether black, whether red, whether white, said there was none of such that we have not tasted. But the truth is that everything is meaningless. Then he said, I undertook great projects. He went into real estate. After, pos- after leaving the pursuit of wine, he entered into real estate. He was building all kinds of different buildings in all kinds of different places in the world. You know, he was so influential that even the kings of other lands, they were coming to consult with him. And you can imagine if somebody became a consultant even to, to the president of other nations of the world, then he already had free access to their land. So he was able to build all kinds of projects, all kinds of buildings in their land. But he said, even real estate does not give lasting joy. Let's ask those our brethren who took, I didn't say they stole, they took the money from the bank the banks that they were heading. And they were buying houses everywhere. Where are they today? Are they still being celebrated? Are they still in the front line? They didn't learn from Solomon. Not only that, he said, I made gardens in verse 5 and parks and planted all kinds of fruit trees in them. Is that not uh, horticulture? He went into horticulture. He went into farming. I made reservoirs of, uh, to water. To water groups of flourishing trees. I bought male and female slaves. 
and had other slaves who were born in my house. I also hold more, more herds and flocks. He also went to animal husbandry. Then he said, I amass silver and gold for myself and the treasure of kings and provinces. I acquired male and female singers. He went into music. And he said, even a harem as well. He went into what? <laughs> this man, he actually enjoyed it. I know him alone has 1,000 women to himself. And there are only 365 days in a year. Meaning that he was even unable to satisfy other women. So the man who had 1,000 women is telling you that adultery does not pay. Fornication will land you in sorrow. You know something? I was so... He said... I became greater by far than anyone in Jerusalem before me. In all this, my wisdom stayed with me. I was actually looking for a place where he said that uh, everything that my eyes sees. You know that some of us, once you notice a car like this, you must have it. First 10, thank you, sir. That some of us, when you see somebody wearing a particular dress, ah, this also I must get. Here was somebody who had gone ahead of you, said. He said, all of those pursuits, they are godless. They will land you in sorrow. And you know many of you now, when, we check, when you check your wardrobe, many times, you know you expend this sorrow. What am I doing with all of these things? Uh -huh. even me. And you begin to talk to yourself. You see, now you are becoming mad. <laughs> Yet, when I suffered all that my hands had done, and what I had toiled to achieve, everything was meaningless. A chasing after the wind. Nothing was gained under the sun. Let's quickly go to the third one. The pursuit of wealth. And you also see that this is also evident in the church today. May I quickly tell us this? Whatsoever the church in Nigeria has become, whatsoever the preachers in Nigeria has become, whatever we have adopted, Whatever practice that we are not doing now, let me tell you, cannot change what has been written here. Forever, oh God, that word is settled in heaven. On the day of your burial, this is the book that we are still going to preach from to send you to heaven. So you have no excuse before God. If the word is too heavy for you now to hear, if the counsel is too hard for you not to listen to, say, ah, that is what uh, I, that's what that church. 
Do you know where they have destined themselves to end up? The Bible says, forever, O God, thy word is settled in heaven. And he said, what has been written has been written. Nothing can be added to it. And nothing can be taken away from it. And what is the wisdom saying this morning? Everything in this life is meaningless. First John chapter 2, verse 16 says, everything in the world is passing away. Even the world that contains everything will not last forever. So this man began to pursue wealth. Began to pursue wealth. He was building his wealth. Building his wealth. Building his wealth. Building his wealth. And he became the most richest man on earth. But listen to what he said. Verse 18. I hated all the things I had toiled for under the sun. Ah! What kind of life is that? That a man who had lived for about 80 years will now say that all the 80 years I've ever lived, all the things I've toiled for, I hated them. May that not be your portion in the name of Jesus. Because I must leave them to the one who comes after me. That is the first issue. Everything you have today, you will leave behind. Naked you came into this world. No matter how many clothes we used to wrap you, no matter how expensive the casket is, actually you are going back naked. You know, anytime we go to the land of the dead over there, I used to laugh. When I see even people are dead, they are still building themselves duplex. Ah, foolishness. He said, you will leave everything behind. I will leave everything behind. Now, another issue. Hmm. I will leave them to the one who comes after me. And who knows whether that person will be wise or foolish. Yet, they will have control over all the fruit of my toil into which I have poured my effort and skill under the sun. This too is meaningless. So my heart began to despair over all my toilsome labor under the sun. For a person may labor with wisdom, knowledge, and skill. And then they must leave all they own to another who has not toiled for it. This too is meaningless and a great misfortune. What do people get for all the toil and anxious striving with which they labor under the sun? All their days, their work is grief and pain. Even at night, their minds do not rest. This too is meaningless. You know, many times I wonder, when you see some people with all that they have had in heaven and on earth, no, not in heaven. Some do not have, some have nothing in heaven. All that they have had, even at retirement, at 70, at 80, they can still not sleep. What's wrong with you? You will leave everything behind. If we begin to ask ourselves some questions now, 
I think who was preaching the other day and was mentioning Concord. Concord, whichever Concord, whether Concord newspaper, Concord airline, Concord whatsoever. The man left everything. Unfortunately for him, even the, the harem, the harem of wives that he had, with their countless numbers of children, you know they are countless, they could not manage any of those investments. Beloved, what is our take from this? Let's listen to Jesus in Mark chapter 10 and see the counsel he gave to a man that was rich who came to him. Mark 10, 21 to 23. As we round off. Jesus looked at him. Sorry, let's start from 17 to put context into it. As Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? You know, he knows that there is life after death. And he wants to experience that life. Why do you call me good? Jesus answered, no one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and your mother. Teacher, he, de he, he declared, all these I have kept since I was a boy. You know, he was very religious. Jesus looked at him and loved him. I want you to take note of that. He looked at him and loved him. Nobody can love you more than God. And whatever God tells you, you better take it. Because you cannot reject him twice. You may reject him here on earth. But on the last day, you will still stand before him to give account of your stewardship. You will tell him, say, sir, on so, so, so day, on the 24th day of July 2017, you spoke to me about true wisdom, true pursuit in life, but I rejected your counsel. And he also says, since you have learned to reject, so since you have rejected my counsel, you can also not accept my inheritance. Go away from me, for I do not know you, you worker of iniquity. He said, one thing you lack, and that is the counsel of Jesus to all of us here today, one thing that we lack. He said, go, sell everything you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then, come, follow me. Meaning that as rich as you are now, we know that you have treasure everywhere on earth. But the truth of the matter is, in heaven, you are poor. You are not rich towards God. And Jesus offered him a quick counsel that Jesus thought he would understand. Coming from his background, he said, go and sell. Go and invest. Every opportunity, every resources, 
everything that you have here or not is a capital given to you to invest and have treasure in heaven. Go and invest. Go and sell. And give to the poor. And you know when Jesus Christ is talking about the poor? He has also demonstrated the love for the poor. He said, the anointing of the Lord is upon me. He has sent me to preach the gospel to the poor. Go and make your life to count. Look at Mama Dockers. The day she died, we were at pastoral prayer meeting recently, and we studied that particular passage that day, and the Lord was confronting us with a critical issue, I mean, several issues. One of them is this, that on the day of your death, what will people say about you? Although there are some people that will come and say all kinds of things, they will not tell the truth. But for Dockers, they told the truth concerning her. Everybody was bringing what this woman, the investment that this woman had made into their lives, everybody began to bring. If you are to be in the position of Dockers today, what would the members of your immediate family, what would they say, what would they bring? The members of this household, this happy family, this big family, what would they bring to show Jesus? What impact have you made in people's life? And you know, while he was complete, uh, concluding the message, this wise man again, he said, the conclusion of the whole matter, going back to Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 12, it says, here is the conclusion of the whole matter. This is what true Christianity is all about. This is what true church membership is all about. This is what it means to go to church. This is what it means to be identified with Jesus. Now, all has been said. Here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God. Reference God. Honor God with your life, with your resources, with everything that you have. With your few days on earth, honor God. Let it be all about Jesus. Apostle Paul said, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. For to me to live is Christ. Philippians 1.21. Fear God. And he said, keep his commandments. Keep his commandments. One of his commandments is, go therefore. No, before he said, go therefore. He said, you will love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your strength, with all your soul. And he said, the other is, is this. You love others even as I've loved you. And that is the great commandment. Then the great commission. said, go therefore. Make disciples of all nations. Keep his commandment. For this is the duty of all mankind. There is no other thing that God expects of you to do than this two. To fear God. To use everything that he has given you to honor him. To serve him. To reverence him. 
and to keep all his commandments. For God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it is good or bad. Beloved, if Christ should come today, what will you show him that you have lived for? What are you living for? Are you living for the accolades of the world? The world that we say, Osana today, crucify him tomorrow. Are you living for just living that, oh, I want them to know that a great man has lived in Nigeria. Several great men have lived before now. And I think in that passage we read that no mortal man, you know, that man also discovered, he made a lot of discoveries from his pursuit of wisdom that time will not allow us to enumerate. But I challenge you to get back home and study that passage again. He said, I discovered that whether the fools or the wise, nobody will live forever. And everything that we run after in this world is just a chase after the wind. Have you given your life to Jesus? Have you, have you, have you, have, have you, have you surrendered your all to Jesus? What are you living for? Are you living for eternity or you are living for this world? Are you living for your, all, your, all your energy? You are gathering things that one rain will just fall and mess up everything. Even that expensive car. May your portion not be like that of Solomon who said even at old age I discovered that I've wasted my life. The few days that I have, I wasted them. After women, after wine, after real estate, after this, after that. There's only one knowledge. The greatest knowledge you can have in life is to know Jesus. If you don't know Jesus, you are empty. And the greatest achievement you can make in life is to do the will of God. Let's bow our heads and let's pray. Thank you for listening. We hope you were blessed. Ikoi Baptist Church is a Bible-believing church located at 5-7 Latif Jakande Road in Ikoi of Lagos State, Nigeria. You can find us on Facebook as Ikoi Baptist Church or reach the church directly via phone at 0163-20485 and 0163-20486. For more information, please visit the church website at www.ikoibaptistchurch.org. We look forward to having you back next week.